1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. In 1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant and the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves, flashing the shot, what a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. Hello and welcome to episode 183 of the 77 Club. Uh, We've got Talking Wolves Royalty with us. Harry Mantle is here. And also... (laughs) Also, Matt Kim, also from Talking Wolves. <laughs> such an uh, idiot. Oh, God. Anyway, it's been nice, been nice to join you. That's all. I know we going to do that, the dickhead. <laughs> uh, Harry, start with our socials if you can. Yeah. Um, the Wolves 77 Club, Facebook and Instagram, at 77 Club Podcast on Twitter. YouTube, please subscribe. Spotify, iTunes and Wolves Radio. No, I'm joking. You'll get to Talking Wolves for that. So. <laughs> Oh, excellent. Uh, look, I always uh, ask Dave to do the same, Matt. If you can put our socials on your socials, that'd be great. <laughs> for, but for those that haven't heard, um, just tell them where they can go to find your content. <laughs> so you can find me on Twitter at mcooperwrites and Talking Walls across all the other socials. So, yeah, it's a uh, bit. This is the only kind of podcast that crosses over, isn't it, really? I feel like yeah. it's, uh, we've, got, we've got good relations. We do. We do. Yeah, and then do indeed. the other podcast is like Russia and Ukraine. it's it's so true Uh, right okay well look let's start with uh game yesterday um harry it was a pretty wobbly uh trip home for us uh in the in the rain i mean i don't know if you saw some pictures i think um bbc midlands posted a photo i think it was from the south bank looking at the north bank and like just the whole of the sky was black and really moody um tough game but you know a brilliant result against the Leicester side, which we don't normally get much from these days. Yeah, and going into the game, I was really, really nervous because huge pressure on the game to win. Leicester have had their injuries and we were the favourites. And on the day, arguably, I think um, Leicester probably feel a bit hard done by with us coming away with the three points. But we dug out and Jose Sarr pulled us some great saves. And thankfully, we held out for the huge three points, which could be vital come the end of the season. Just how big are these three points, Matt? I think the massive, and especially within this month, I think we all kind of earmarked February. Coming like after January, it's like this is the month where we're going to find out or get a good understanding of, of what we can do this season. But I think yeah, sounds cliche, but every point, every point's vital, isn't it? Especially when other clubs are dropping points. But I've just come off a another Leicester channel, and they Dave basically said that they thought they deserved to at least get a point, which I said I agree. But every time we played, you'd be battered you and come away with nothing. So mm. there you go. That's Definitely. it. Yeah. What goes around comes around. Yeah. Um, 
Harry, it was a slippery surface, um, early doors, ninth minute goal from Ruben Neves, great layoff from Raul as well. Yeah, perfect start, wasn't it? Because we know when we get early goals, when we've got something to protect, it suits us really well, doesn't it, with our defensive record? And it was very, very welcomed. But after that goal, Leicester kind of come back onto us, didn't they? And it was inevitable they were going to equalise. But yeah, great finish from Neves. Um, similar to his goal at uh, Brentford, wasn't it? Like, you know, like bottom corner-ish. And great layoff by Raul. But I know Raul's been getting a lot of stick for his performance. But I thought he did really well for that goal, to be honest. Good layoff. Uh, Daniel Pedence seems to be getting better every game, Matt, it seems. Would you agree? Yeah, and I was one of those who if who could have wrote him off last season. And I think that was, I'm going to blame it on Nuno again. In, <laughs> He's not here to defend himself. No, it's like when, when, we, when we've seen Pedence play for us previously, it's almost been as an out-and-out winger. And I don't think he possesses electric pace. Um and he's he's just a lot cuter than that. And you, you're right; he has. He's played so well this season. He, he's he's such a clever player. He always almost picks up those half positions in between the lines, hmm. um, where he's unmarked. I mean, the the goal yesterday was a perfect example of it. You, no, no one was picking him up. He just he hasn't committed to going to the box. He's found the space, and he's he's created a chance out of nothing really because it's still such a hard finish. But I don't know how he doesn't get any kind of backlift on the on the shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's probably because. His little legs. I mean, my coffee table's got longer legs than him. He <laughs> <laughs> was against the uh, he was against the front of players as well, wasn't it? That goal. And that, yeah. remember first half as well when he um he I can't remember who he did it, but he kept like cutting back and cutting back. And he cut I was gonna say like, uh, eight nor in the end. That was a man yeah. good bit, bit of skill as well. The way he turns on a sixpence is just oh. a great option, isn't it? Going forward, it helps being like five. What is he got? Five foot five, five foot four. Like his tender gravity is like zero, zero out none, isn't it? He's, he's <laughs> wonderful to watch when he's in that mood. But like I said, I was one of those who. Who wrote him off? Um, but I, I, if we'd have flogged Kilman in the summer, I wouldn't have been bothered. Oh no! Um, and you know, I think that's that's credit to the, the coach we've got now. I think so. Yeah, and um, you mentioned him there, Matt Max Kilman. Again, seems to be getting better with every game. We were sort of saying last week on the podcast that he has to be a dead cert for an England call-up, especially with a World Cup round the corner. Do you think he's, he's playing himself into that squad now? I think it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because Southgate's got his favourites and it can be a little bit clicky because, you know, when the squad comes out, Mings will be in there and Kilman won't be. <laughs> and and I still think Kilman has limitations to his game. I think he's been excellent this season, but even with those limitations to his game, he's a hundred times better player than Mings. Your argument is really, if, if, if England are going to play a back five, then 40% of that back five should be from Wolves. Because hmm. Cody yeah. plays that role better than anybody in the league. Um, and Kilman looks very assured next to him. So I'd like to see him in a squad, mate, but I, I wouldn't hold my breath. He likes a Michael Keane or get in and that kind of those kind of players. Ben White and yeah, that, that sort of calibre. Yeah. Um, I know Talksport had said today that the Chelsea scouts had been watching Kilman. Harry, probably a little bit of clickbait going on, but when you're in form and you've got one of the best defensive records in Europe, then I imagine scouts are going to be scouting you. Yeah, and it took a while for people to start to notice Kilman. Obviously, Wolves fans have known how good he's been all season. And it's a bit of a worry, didn't they say he's a boyhood Chelsea fan? So. Yeah. It kind of makes sense. A bit like Declan Rice at West Ham, he's probably inevitably going to end up going to Chelsea. And if Kilman carries on like this, especially if he does it again next season, for example, you wouldn't be surprised that he'd leave. And you'd want big money, though, wouldn't you? I mean, young English, 
Usually, younger. I think he's twenty-five. Yeah, well, what big Yeah, young for a defender. How, how much would you want for him, realistically? It's got to be fifty million plus for me, easily. It's in today's fifty market. million. I think so. If he carries on like he is, Matt, how much is he worth? I think, I think he's knocking on the door of 35, 40 million If he carries on having the season he's had. If if Chelsea came to us at the end of the season and said here's forty million, you'd snap your hand off, especially with Bruno kind of angling. He wants to go to a back four because I think I think I think he's been excellent this season. But if you want to play a back four, you need two centre halves who can defend large spaces. And I don't think I don't think any of our back back three can. Um, <laughs> we almost got to sell him at the peak of his kind of form, haven't you? Because you'd be able to go and find a centre-half that was maybe not better, but on that level. Benoit Badia-Shiel, who we've been linked with before, you'd like you go and get him, you'd probably have some change left over as well. Um, so, I mean, I wouldn't, want, I wouldn't want him to go, but if someone came in and offered 35, 40 million, first one would be looking at it and think, we've paid a nominal fee for him. That's our job done. And I don't think you could complain if they did. Obviously, as long as they brought in another centre-half, because... Don't be spinning that mascara is the answer because we're not having that. We had, <laughs> we had the same with with uh, with Chikinio being the answer to the new Adama. So as long as they invest it. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, um, someone said Wolf says at least hundred million if uh, Harry Maguire is worth eighty million. So um, that is the know, yardstick, though, isn't it? Like, it is a little bit, yeah, but yeah. And then you know Van Dijk seventy five wasn't he? And you know they are just a different caliber of player. Well, Van Dijk is for me anyway. Um, yeah, he's, not, he's not he's not on Van Dijk's level. <laughs> <laughs> not quite. Not no, quite. No. Um, Harry, the the big talking point of the game was a player that didn't even start the match, and Pedro Neto is back. And you know we were worried last week that you know players coming back from long term injury, especially ones as bad as what Neto has had, and, and obviously mm. sensing the same with Jimenez as well, and, and not quite getting back to the levels that he was at. But I thought he didn't look out of place when he came on and, and how good is it for him to be back? Yeah, incredible. And obviously because Bruno Large dropped the quotes, didn't he, in the week saying, we've near enough got everybody fit, so we haven't got excited. And he sees on the bench and he comes on and just if he had been away, isn't it? he just bombing up the pitch. That one run at the end when Schmeichel was off his line, I thought he was going to get a goal as well. And he could be absolutely vital for our season, couldn't he? So hopefully he'd be starting sooner rather than later, because I think we all thought he wouldn't be back until like March, didn't we? So I know we're in late February now, so he's back quicker than expected. And what a player, because on his day, he is our best player, isn't he? Especially the form he was in before their injury, anyway. Uh, Matt, Neto, perfect comeback. Uh, is he the right player coming back at the right time? Yeah, he's a, he's, he's an unbelievable player. And hopefully the the injuries had it's, it's a a, a patellar injury. You'd like to think, or having read up on it the past couple of weeks, that uh, it's not one of those where it's like we might not come back the same player. Normally, it takes a long time to rehabilitate, but it's not like a cruciate ligament. So just praying that we can hit the ground running. He looked good yesterday. Looked, I think, mm-hmm. a little bit rusty. There's a couple of times where he got the ball out of his feet, and I think Neto of old have skinned two or three players, but it's just good to see him back out there. And it gives us another option. And almost, I think it gives us another dimension because. Probably only Wang offers what he does. Obviously, Neto is a better player, but that's the beauty of these wide men now. They all offer something completely different. Harry probably thinks 
you know, Trinkau offers you something different. It was complete, complete shit. That's what you offered. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's the thing oh, that right, surprised me. Um, with the starting lineup yesterday, obviously, you went free midfield again. I know Juan come on about the 60th minute for Matinho, but I thought he'd go back to like a free up top type thing with the two wingers and Raul in the middle. But um, I think that's what it will be going forward. But when we're away from home, like on Thursday against Arsenal, he probably will switch back to free midfield again, won't he? So it's a strange yeah. one that. But with that many options now, I think go back to the free up top. I, 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 like, the first half, after the goal, it was almost one-way traffic. Like Leicester were all over us. So we're really yeah. overloading us in the wide areas. And as soon as Juan came on and gave us a bit more balance and mm. a few more numbers in the wide areas, I think I think we I think we controlled the game. Obviously, Leicester, last 10 minutes, pushed on more. But every team would do that with the chasing, chasing the goal. So I think... I don't think Bruno got it wrong at all. I just think that, you know, that, that's where the issue was. He identified it and changed it. And, you know, was it five or six minutes later we scored? So, bloke's genius. Mm. Harry, without the ball uh, for a lot of the game, I think the possession stats were about 34% in the end, which which seemed incredibly low. And I, I didn't think it was low as that. Um, three yeah. shots on target, obviously getting two goals as well. Um, Wolves game without the ball, how do you reckon that's going? Because four yellow cards in this one and uh, Neves picks up his ninth. So if he gets another one, um, he could. I think it'd be the Newcastle f- fixture. So before that, um, he'll get a two-match ban. So, I mean, being, being without him potentially for, for two games at the what is very much and could be the business end of the season in terms of European places. Yeah, got to be careful with that. But like I said at the beginning, I think if you're a Leicester fan, you'd feel hard done by. It did feel like we were surviving towards the end. They had a lot of chances. I think they had like double our shots, didn't they? So, um, yeah, and the, the Pedence goal was against the run of play, really. But when you don't play so good, it's nice to get the win, isn't it? And we've got to do that if we want to get to where we want to be. And on Leicester, I thought that, I mean, that Tillemans, he's a player, and he, Jesus, that ball he put through for their goal, which eventually got squared across, was incredible. And But the only person that annoyed me on the day was uh, Schmeichel. He had a bit of a moan, didn't he? I think he was trying to claim VAR, wasn't he, when, uh, like you said, Raul was in the way when Pedenza yeah. scored. So, you know what I mean? But yeah, on another day, honestly, like Leicester, they deserved at least a point, like I think Matt mentioned. And But we hung on, we defended well. Jose Sarr, as I mentioned, pulled off a few really good saves and... It was our day, wasn't it? We had the rubber, the green on, on the day. Certainly did. Uh, Matt, how much better is that bench looking? Because you only have to go back a couple of weeks and you're looking at it going, oh dear. <laughs> but, know. you know, much, much, much better this time around. Yeah, it's 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 looking, it's looking a lot better. I thought it was interesting that Trincao didn't come on before Huang or Neto. Yeah. I thought, yeah. I, thought, I thought we wouldn't see Neto. I thought he'd bring Trincao on. But I suppose even Trincao will get you up the pitch. I mean, he did it against against Spurs in the last ten minutes, won a couple of fouls. So perhaps mm-hmm. he just thought Neto a bit more direct you up the pitch. But it looks a lot stronger. You know, we had was Chiquinho on the bench too. Uh, I'm not I sure. Remember. I can't, I can't I remember. But you had Neto, Wang, no, Trincao, Silva. So there's four offensive players. You had Kundalu. You know, he's a bit of an unknown, but did well against mm-hmm. Spurs. It's it's look it is looking stronger. I'd, I'd like I'd like another senior striker in there or someone. The Jimenez question is a well. Yeah, that's what Kevin Jackson's put in the comments. What do you think about everyone's everyone's like caning him now on Twitter? Right, he's played a different role to last season. He's playing a lot deeper. Yeah. And Dave always says this on, on our podcast. It's not like he's missing sitter after sister, but sitter, mm. but. I don't. He's like he plays in half speed. I don't know if that's confidence, a lot of cockiness, or 
something's not quite not quite there, like cognitively. I, I don't know. It's a he's lucky to be alive. Yeah, exactly. Um, he's but, set such a high level, didn't he, before his yeah. injury? So everyone expects him to be the same, but he's never gonna be. And he, I mean, he hasn't scored a header yet, has he? Since he's come back, he's had a few chances, but yeah, maybe that's I, something. But even like his movement to get in the box, he's almost like he's he's almost like hiding. Mm. Now I don't know whether that's tactical or or not because we don't seem to commit many players into the box. But Bruno's af- been after a, a big centre forward for a while, almost as like a, a plan B. So I don't know. Perhaps he's he's seen that and thinking, look, he's not getting on the end of anything. We need to bring someone else in. It's a difficult one. I think I, th- I do think it's something for the summer though. I think it's something that should be considered. If you know, he's got the MLS written all over him. Yeah, but if yeah. if we bring in another striker to I don't know someone better than or his standard, is he going to be happy to play second fiddle? We might go to up top. It's it'd be interesting to see what they do, but I think they'll they'll have conversations about it. Definitely, yeah. It will be interesting. Um, let's do a man of the match, Harry. Uh, split between Pedence and Saar for me, but. I think I said Pedence on the day, but I'm going to go with Saar just because of the few of the saves he pulled off were so important. So I'll go Jose Saar, yeah. And he nearly knocked uh, Schmeichel out, didn't he? Which is uh, <laughs> always good value for a, for a punch. Uh, Matt, who was your man in the match? Uh, I, I thought I thought Samaido and Aitnori Nori had really good games again. Um, offensively as well, they did really well. Aitnori Nori is just magic on the ball, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Some, this, he, I, I put Aitnori Nori in the category of like those... Those players are like they're not world class, but they just they just glide. Like Mares is one of my favourite players to watch. Like obviously he's a bit better player than Nate Nuri, but that just the technique is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I thought he had a good game, but it has to be Pedence. I, I had I had two mates come down who were Glasgow fans, who, Glasgow Rangers fans who had not really seen much of Wolves. Not you know they don't really follow the Premier League, and they both went like. That number ten is my new favourite player. We've got Messi, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I, off the back of that, and he did have a really good game. What's happened then? Excellent. Yeah. Do you know what, that's that's Sam? Do you know what's weird? It's weird. Someone like praising Samaido on this podcast, isn't it? Like, it's not. It's strange. It is, it is. <laughs> I know. I, I feel like I feel like I've got to go into bat for Samaido on this podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I saw a great tweet from Ryan Lester. Um, he said, champions of England, you'll never sing that, sang the Leicester fans to Wolves who've won the league three times. Yeah. It's really weird, isn't it? I mean, like, football started in 1992 or 2016 in their case. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I thought that was quite funny. Um, let's have a look at the next two fixtures. Um, Harry, they're huge. You're going to Arsenal um, on Thursday night. Yeah. This has come around quite quickly. There's a little bit of animosity at the moment, isn't it, from um, the Arsenal fans celebrating like they had won the league. Um Last week was it? Uh, week four. Feels like um, it. Like it? Yeah, yeah. So a pretty quick turnaround. Do you think that's going to sort of play into their hands, or do you think it's going to get those Wolves players sort of psyched up for it? Yeah, it's it's a bit of a, a bit of fire to this one, isn't there? After Neves and Cody, what they said about the full time celebrations, it's going to be a bit heated, I reckon. And I, I I'm quietly confident about this game, and I, I shouldn't say that, but I am. And now we've got the all the options back we've got, and. When we played Arsenal, we mentioned, didn't we? We were a bit bare-boned at, at that point. Um, I know we played three in the midfield with Dendonka. But I think if we're on it, we get an early goal and obviously protect it as we do. I fancy us to go and go and beat them. And if we want to do something crazy this season and keep trying to push towards the top four, which obviously is a lot to ask, but even obviously top six would be amazing. We do need to win this game. And I think we are capable of doing it because they didn't impress me that much, even though they beat us at Molyneux. 
Uh, is it a must-win game, Matt? I mean, there's only a sort of that select few teams that we can catch and we'll need to leapfrog if we're to get into a European place. Arsenal are arguably one of those and obviously yeah. West Ham coming up next. So we'll be talking about that. But how important is this game? It, it, it's really important. And like Harry said, there seems to be a bit of needle between players and fans. I mean, some someone had clicked like, the Talking Wolves podcast that was talking about like, all the things that have happened over the years, like the Louis sending off, and like, so I'd only just seen it today because I'd only just checked my TikTok and wow, the pelters like we're getting off Arsenal fans. <laughs> that, honestly, God, there's like hundreds and hundreds of comments like, "You're shit, you, you, you'll go down next season, you're a finish." I'm like, bloody hell, that's like, <laughs> you know, just, like, just, just chill out. Like the, the David Louise one was a sending off, like that's yeah. that, you know, that, that's fine. Um, and the Martinelli ones are sending off too. Like, yeah. it's just good officiating. But this, I'd say it's must win. I think we get three. If you get three points out of the next two games, I'll be happy. So whether that comes at West Ham or Arsenal, I think personally, I think Arsenal will get the top four. Or I really do. I think wow. Arteta's a good coach, and they've got. I think they'll have enough. But maybe with that added needle, those Wolves lads will really fancy. It. I, I don't really agree with the Neves comments. If I'm honest, lads, really. I, yeah, I just felt it was a little bit, a little bit petulant. Mm. Um, it's obviously Arsenal have slid down massively over the past few years. I know they won the FA Cup recently, but they're not the team they once was. And I think if anything, it shows how far we've come. They've come Definitely. to they've come to yeah. Molyneux and and taken three points off us in a in a game that after the sending off was one way traffic. It's a massive result for their season, so. I wasn't sure about the Neves comments. Perhaps it was just completely out of angst. But I think, if anything, it's a comment. It's a, it's a compliment to how well we've done this season. Because he mm. sort of did say that, didn't he? he said that you know it it seems yeah. more of a sign of where of where Wolves are as a club. Yeah. I've got, just got to say as well. I forgot to mention it's going to be a huge game for Raúl, isn't it? Is it the first time he's gone back there since he's had injury? It's the first, yeah, it's the first time we have. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is it the first time we have as well? Yeah. yeah so there yeah. we go. God, so it's going to be. Uh... Psychologically, for him, it would be a bit emotional, wouldn't it? Walking back out on that pitch after what happened, so that'd be interesting mm -hmm. to see. Definitely. Um, any yeah. changes, Matt? Um, I don't, no, I don't think so. I think I think you probably will go three-five-two purely because of it's away from home against a, a good team, unless un, unless Bruno's seen something from the Arsenal game a couple of weeks ago at Molyneux where he spotted a weakness. Um, no, I'm not sure because it was three lined up three four three, didn't we? There because Trinko started. So I think I, th I think three five two, and it gives you, you know, hopefully the chance to, to stay in the game. We may, we may score two early goals again. That'd be great. That'd be great. Uh, I don't think we've lost this season from taking the lead. I don't think we've lost. Um, so if we can get an early goal, but the, the, the issue was initially that we just weren't scoring enough goals. But we seem to have like that hoodoo's kind of gone now. Like we're scoring. Mm -hmm. What two two? What was the game before? Um, you know, we, we're scoring. We're, sco we're actually scoring goals now. So, yeah, I don't know. No challenges for me though, mate. I think the three five. I, I quite like the three five two though. Yeah, like it's working, isn't it? Yeah, mm. yeah. I think it's because Dan Donker gets so much stick, and it. But he had he had the game of his life against Spurs, didn't he? So he was poor again yesterday, though. I yeah, yeah. So it's weird with him, and he's a bit hot and cold. But it's so weird though, because when we play the three, he just wanders everywhere, doesn't he? He goes like right wing, like drifts forward. It's like it, kind of yeah, strange. That's what. <laughs> that's what I think that Bruno's trying to do with him, and, and against the Norwich in the FA Cup, he was uh, mm. looking at his comments after the game. He was saying like. 
Dendonka was picking up the wrong positions. Like he was almost playing as a right winger where I wanted him to be between in between the left back and the centre half in that channel. Um, but you're asking him to, you know, a central midfielder, central defender to play out, out of position. But I, I thought recently he, he has played better, but he weren't great yesterday. You can tell mm. he like he's playing with a bit like a bag of coal on his back, like he feels like, <laughs> like but you can like you can tell that he's not a fan favourite and he knows probably the crowd on his back, so perhaps he's just void of confidence. So if you're listening, Donk, go on, have, have the game of your life on Thursday, son. <laughs> uh, Harry, uh, Steve's made uh, the point in the comment section the lineup could change because of the short turnaround to West Ham, and, and it's it's a point, isn't it? Because I, I suppose there's going to have to be some changes there, either post Arsenal, pre Arsenal. We we don't know which way round it is going to be yet. But like I say, do you think Bruno's got a, got a master plan? You know that. We saw him completely out tactic, rang it against Man United um, in the way that, you know, drawing out um, with the wing backs and, and, and that style of play. Do you think that this could be something similar? Yeah, maybe. Um, but the thing that makes me think he will stick with uh, the 3-5-2, the I agree with Matt on that, is because away from home, he always seems to go with that, especially lately. So we probably will see that formation for both games. But it's a good point. We've got the squad now to rotate a little bit as well, haven't we? With a quick turnaround Thursday, Sunday. So it'd be interesting to see what he does. And I mean, he's, he's made, he makes the right decision most of the times, doesn't he, Bruno Lash? And makes a subject, he reacts as well, doesn't he? Obviously, we've mentioned the Huang sub. So big, big decisions from him in two crucial games. And I just hope he gets it right. But will he start Neto? Do you know what I mean? If he does go with a free up top, is Neto ready to start? Probably not. Is Matinho fit enough to start against? Obviously, he come off early. So... Yeah, I think we will see the free in midfield and we've even got Kundal to slot in if he wants to go for him again, which I doubt, but he's an option there as well, isn't he? So There's a couple of people in the comments saying that Kundal over Dendonka would be what they would be going for. Mm, interesting. Um, I don't think he will, but I can see why they're saying that. Uh, score prediction, Matt? Um, 1-0 Wolves. I never like to go against Wolves. I think it'd be a tight <laughs> game, 1-0. Harry? Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna sit on the fence a bit and go one-one. You're not going with your usual four-one. Four-one. <laughs> I mean, I I, I I bet on it every week. Still, I tweet it out every time, and it's just never gonna happen, is it? Maybe ag- aggregate score, maybe. <laughs> Good more than well, four goals or more, like twice in the last five years. Yeah. Well, in, in the league old. cup. In the League Cup against uh, Forest. Forest. Yeah, that's about it, really. Forest, yeah. But against Southampton, we were close. Three-one, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, let's get your latest betting odds. I don't know if we're going to do some ticket news, but Harry, I think you've um, you've been sent yeah. through some by uh, by yeah. Bayless. I better get these up. So, uh... This is usually Bayless's gig, but he was kind <laughs> enough to send it. We always we always we always have to put um, what's it called a mad tomato bet in. So here we go. He sent us three over. So Daniel Pudence to score first and Wolves to win two one is a hundred to one. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Samedo and draw 1 1. Have a guess. Even. <laughs> Even. He's, He's that good. good. <laughs> He's that good. <laughs> 350 to 1. Jeez. 350 to 1. I mean, it, yeah. it's not that long ago that it was in the thousands, though. So, you know. Yeah. Matt did predict 1 0. So if it's Ruben Neves and 1 0 Wolves, that's 135 to 1. Really? So, yeah. There's the free. A little bit of value out there. Excellent. Okay. Big odds. Um, Talking about uh, West Ham, I suppose it just really does depend. Uh, we're having the same conversations we just had, really, aren't we? Uh, you oh. know, th- th- these <clears throat> these are 
having played two more games than us, Matt. So is, there, is it a little bit different? Is there a little bit more riding on this one? Or do you think West Ham are thinking, actually, this is almost on the verge of a six-pointer? Yeah, I think it's I think it's more important for them than it is for us. They're they're on a bit of a slide at the minute, and it's, like I listen to Talksport regularly, and it's just constantly West Ham fans moaning, saying <laughs> the board haven't backed him. You know, we're sliding down the table, we're playing rubbish. Declan Rice is going to go, you know. So I think I think they'll be under the pressure a lot more than we will. I'd I'd, I'd love us to go and get a result there, and I think you know what, if we're going to get a result, it's probably going to be there rather than the Emirates. Um, but again, they're both so important. It could be that we lose to our, we beat Arsenal on Thursday, and all of a sudden the, the table changes again, and we lose to West Ham on Sunday, and it don't completely changes again. Like I feel like I can't keep up with it at the minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I mean, it's funny that you mentioned the the West Ham fans there, Matt, because Harry, I think probably one of the one of the many positives of lifting coronavirus restrictions would be that West Ham fans are allowed back in the stadium again <laughs> and completely ruin their ch- team's chances of actually doing anything. I mean, look how good they were without that poisonous, yeah. toxic atmosphere yeah, uh, last but, time out. Yeah, but what, what, what do you reckon? Well, I watched the game the weekend against Newcastle. Obviously, they drew 1-1. And I, I honestly... I think we've got a better chance of winning at West Ham than we do Arsenal, to be honest. Um, they're obviously a decent team, got good players, but I think they're there to be beaten. Um, but we don't know, do we? Obviously, the Arsenal game will be a huge factor going into the game, but we can go there and get a win, I think. We, we always seem to do okay there, don't we? Apart from that one in lockdown when they absolutely battered us uh, yeah. at the beginning of the one of the seasons. But yeah, it's going to be a big one, and I, I think we can go and get three points. I really do. Uh, Matt, do you think that the West Ham game is probably going to be earmarked as a potential starting berth for Pedro Neto? It depends if you play 3 5 2. Yeah, exactly. Not an impedance. We'll start. Um, I think I think if it's a, a, a 3 4 3, then yes. Um, but I think he'll probably opt for Huang purely because Huang knows the system better than Neto. I know we're playing. Similar formation to last season, but it's obviously obviously the system's different. He's probably fresher, not been on the sidelines for as long. So I think a lot with Huang. Huang probably gives you a bit more defensively as well. Um, but there's no reason why Neto can't give you 30, 35 minutes off the bench. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harry, I suppose the only other question potentially would be left wing back. You know, would uh, it'd be like Nori, wouldn't it? Is it? Do you think he's now becoming that that dead circus? Obviously, you've got. Johnny uh, back on the bench as well. Uh, you know, yeah. for me, I think he, he was before his injury one of, if not our best defender. Um, yeah, it's interesting because Marcel came on, didn't he, for the last bit of yeah. the game uh, yesterday? So it's it's hard to drop eight Nori, isn't it? I mean, mm-hmm. Matt mentioned how good he's been. He's a, he's a great player going forward and defensively. You know, that was everyone's point about him weren't they saying he's a bit weak defensively but he's improved so much there you think back to that game against Liverpool when he did really well against Salah so Johnny I'm sure he will get his chance at some point because he can play he could go either side couldn't he right wing back or left wing back but for me I think Aitnori Nori will stick as our main one and Johnny will have to fight for his place as he comes back from this horrendous injury and do you think he is 10 million pounds better than Ryan Giles Matt <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Bruno said that they're kind of on the same level, didn't they? He did, yeah. I don't think he's going to come out and say, well, Ryan Giles is shit, so he's going to go to the championship. <laughs> so, um, I, re- I, re- I think I knew he's been excellent. It was weird with Johnny, though, because, you know, if you're going to bring him on, that was that was the time to do it. Yeah. Um, 
instead he brought on Papa Lam ankles back on the pitch. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure. Perhaps Bruno just doesn't think he's that good. We've yeah. seen how good he is, but perhaps you know we he's had two crucial ligament injuries in the space of eighteen yeah. months. I don't know. I, I doubt he'll ever come back the same player. I really don't because they're they're big injuries. So I hope he does. But at the minute. For me, Aitnuri, a hundred percent, is a is a starter, and uh, as as you know, both know, Samedo is untouchable <laughs> <laughs> against any attacking world football. It's a, it's, a, it's a breath of fresh air. This is a, a Samedo stand podcast now. I'm, I'm getting, uh, <laughs> Matt, I'm getting flashbacks of uh, when we were down at halftime against Norwich, and Bayliss was trying to blame Samedo for that goal. Oh God, because it's come down the right hand side. Yeah, anything, he'd do anything to like blame Samedo, man. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, Harry, score prediction against West Ham. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go 2-0 Wolves. I'm really confident about that one. Oof, obviously, confidence. it'll probably change after the performance we put in against Arsenal. So it's, a, it's always weird doing this, isn't it? I do like a it double is, preview. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, Matt? Um, I'm going to say 3-1 Wolves. I think West Ham will always score. I've always, I think Bowen's a a great player. He's almost like the, the English Jota for me, the way the way he, he goes forward and how direct he is. I think he's wonderful. So I think I think they will score, but I think I think we'll I, I, I think it'll be one one and then we'll get like a quick fire double and that'll kill the game. That's what I'm thinking. Well that'd be nice. And uh, the manager of the month curse seems to be sort of fading away a little bit. We were a bit <laughs> apprehensive weren't we after the uh, Norwich and Arsenal results to to, to kick it off but seems to be doing okay so far mm. um let's turn our attentions then to something i saw earlier which was um that the masters football is going to be back <laughs> it hasn't been on our screen since 2011 can you believe it so 11 wow. years of that masters football uh, harry what are your memories of it and will you be tuning in uh, we were saying before we come on wasn't it? i mean i remember when steve ball played in it although not very mm. well because his knees were crocked but i love it it's just one of those things and it? it's a really good show i'm glad they're bringing it back and now, obviously, 10 years later, 10 years plus later, we're going to be a lot of the boys from that era, weren't it? 2010, 2011, probably playing. Will we see the likes? How old's Dave Edwards now? But he's still playing. He's still playing for yes. Yeah, so he won't play. But we will, we're going to see a lot of uh, our heroes, aren't we? Talking, it's going to be really good. Talking to Dave Edwards, I, I thought he was excellent in that nervous interview. Oh, brilliant. He's, like, yeah. he's like, he's a presenter in the make. I thought, like, like the. the the, the interview with Neves was good, but I was like focused on like David was like this bloke's natural. <laughs> but you see Neves is like little little slips into black country accents. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> the, the it's always funny, isn't it, when they when they pick yeah. up the little messy slang. Who would you love to see, to see sort of from that era playing Masters football? I mean, it's just made for George Elikobi, isn't it? <laughs> is he, he was still just playing? Yeah. He, is he still late in order? I can't remember. No, he was at like a really like a mainstay, wasn't he? Yeah. I just want to think who would play because I think like the crop of players in the last the year under McCarthy, like Stephen Wolves, like Stephen Wolves still at Warsaw. I think you'd have to go Stephen before Hunt. that. I think you'd have to go before that. But yeah, there's n- there's no one of any any real note there. You probably get players like Nathan Blake playing, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, it'd be like kind of players or Craddock, I mean, maybe. Yeah, I think yeah, Craddock could probably play. Yeah. Um, but even the likes of Jay Boffroyd, I think he's still playing in Japan. Ebanks Blake yeah. will play, or is he still playing? Ebanks Blake was playing for Warsaw Wood recently, but I don't. I think he stopped playing. But yeah, he'd probably yeah, he'd, he'd probably have a go, wouldn't he? Yeah. 
Yeah. The last last Wolves team um, that was put out, which was in July 2011, had Derek Dudley in goal, Mark Burke, Scott Taylor, Phil Robinson, Andy Thompson, Colin Cameron, Kevin Cooper, and Don Goodman. <laughs> wow, <laughs> some names there. It's a blast, a blast from the past. Yeah. Um, I mean, Michael Cole at least was signed for Russia Olympic, or it did last this season. Earlier, he could play. Yeah, um, uh, Carl Carl Henry, mate. Carl Henry would do bits, you know. Yeah, I mean, even Matty Jarvis. Oh, oh yeah, not playing sure. anymore. How old is Matt Jarvis? Jarvis? Matt Jarvis? Is only like was he about thirty six? Matt Jarvis, thirty five. Thirty five. God, yeah, thirty five. Yeah, it was at Woking last, but I'd, yeah, I think yeah. he's hung up his boots. That's yeah, a shame, yeah. isn't it? Mm. I think his his knees. We talk. It's just going to be like old schoolers with yeah. more more knee straps than yeah. I wore at that charity. No, yeah. but the players from the McCarthy and the Prem, those who are have retired, is probably through injury anyway. Yeah. Um, who else? Kevin Doyle, even, David, even David Jones, the, the midfielder. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it'd be interesting to see um, see which way they take it because I imagine they're going to bring it into the 21st century a little bit. But it'd be interesting to see what happens. Alex Ray, Martin Webb said. Alex Ray would have the absolute boss, wouldn't he? Although I believe because I think Paul Ince has taken an interim job as ready manager, hasn't he? And I think there's talk of him taking Alex Ray as part of his backroom staff. Um, Uh, See what happens with that. If he's not getting the punditry work, he said he'd go back into the management side of things because you have to sort of start over again, don't you? To Mm. to get is that where is that where Ince has gone? Yeah, I think it's it, yeah. yeah it's, it's like halfway through May or something that uh, that it runs to. He did, um, but he did really well, didn't he? With Black, was it Blackburn he managed? Yeah, Milton yeah. Pitt, Milton Blackburn, MK Dons, he did. Yeah, he, he did um, bits with Blackpool. like MK Dons, didn't he? And then went to Blackburn, Blackburn and then yeah. shanked it at Blackburn, didn't he? I think. Yeah, but it lasted about twelve games or something. Stupid. I think so. It might be the yeah. year they got they got relegated. Um, but he's obviously done a classic and come out saying that um Reading are basically like Barcelona in the first half of their last game, so there's only a few <laughs> tweaks to make. It's a bit of a bold statement to be honest. But there you go. Yeah, obviously compared to Barcelona, classic Reading FC. Right, okay. Well look, we'll uh, leave that there for another week and we'll say thank you to Matt Cooper for joining us. Uh, oh, hold on. The meet the media. Uh we gonna talk about the media's uh tank. Oh the because you yeah. sent through a tweet actually, didn't you, earlier? And it said, fill in the blank, who's going to finish in the top four? And, and Wolves weren't even there. <laughs> no, and they had a picture. Yeah, who was it? David Moyes. Um, Conte. Rangnick. Obviously. And then who would do the Arteta. That's it. Yeah. Go, no, I'm, I'm okay going under the radar. Yeah, that's mm. the thing. So it's, it's a big topic because obviously when you listen to Talk Sport, Sky Sport, although to be fair to Sky Sport, they did do a bit of a feature on it on uh, Sunday morning. But yeah, it's just weird. Every time it's mentioned, obviously they'll mention Wolves, but it's always about obviously Arsenal, Tottenham, West Ham, Man United. And the way I look at it, the, the big mainstream platforms, BT Sport, Sky Sports, Talk Sport, I think they just like to hype up and talk about the teams that get them the most clicks and listens. Yeah. So they look at Wolves and they just think, that's uh, not bother mentioning them type thing. Like they'd rather like Spurs and Arsenal obviously get in for their for their own narrative. But I don't know. I, I get the point that people saying um, obviously this is going to the radar. It don't matter. They're not taking us seriously. But it does annoy you a little bit, doesn't it? Because we're there. I mean, if we win our two games in hand, we literally could be in the top four. And it's just a bit frustrating that we sometimes don't get the credit we deserve. So, I do you honestly believe but... we'll get the top four? 
Well, there's an app we can, you know, yeah, we can well, do it. I don't yeah, think well, we Malton will. Yeah, Norwich can as well. <laughs> well, well, that's a bit far. No, but I think um, the way we're going, I mean, we're, our points tally at this stage is the highest we've had, hasn't it, since we've come back up. So, yeah, you know, we win the next we're, two. We're six points ahead of the season when we finished seventh, but didn't get Europe because it was on the FA Cup. And mm. I think we're five points ahead of the season. We got seventh from going to Europe. Yeah, I think we can do it. It's just, it, but obviously we'd have to go on like a mad run, wouldn't we, and just win a lot of the games we got left. But even top six would be huge for us, wouldn't it? Mm. But I don't know what you think, Matt, about the, the mainstream not really mentioning us too much. It doesn't he doesn't really bother me, mate? If I'm if I'm honest. Yeah. Um, and when I hear like pundits on on the likes of like Talksport, who they're they're ex players, but couldn't string a sentence together. <laughs> it it like it winds me up when I hear them talking about Wolves because it's so cliche and they tell them never they've barely watched us play this season. Mm. It like it, it like it really annoys me because you can just tell they haven't got a clue. Um, so I kind of like it that they're not talking about us, but especially the last week it, it has kind of crept in and they're all saying like you know, Darren Ambrose is saying as a Spurs fan, Wolves are a massive problem, but. I don't. I don't think Wolves will get top four. It's mate. It's nice to be considered. I don't, but mm. I'd be happy with any, any European qualification, whatever that looks like. Get me there. Get me on the plane. That's the That's thing, it, isn't it? That's the, that's the oh, Sam. I listened. Obviously, I weren't on last week, and I listened back when. Um... Jack and Bayless were saying they'd prefer to be in the Conference League over the Champions League. Come on, that's a that's a bit far. Obviously, if we got in the Champions League, that would be ridiculous. I never thought Wolves would ever have a chance to get in the Champions League. So, although this Conference Europa Conference thing would have some interesting places to go, like really weird places, you've got to want to be in the Champions League for that, haven't you? Come on, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean the the teams in the Champions League group stages this year. Every single one would have been an incredible city to go to on a oh. on whatever night of the week it is. Think of the caliber yeah. of player that we could potentially attract exactly. to the top four as well. I mean, that's that's you know we throw some putting around in the pocket. Um, mm. Chance would be a fine thing, but it you know you, you, you keep the likes of Neves if you get. I think even if you get Europa League, you keep Neves. Yeah, I, I think he's going to sign a new contract. The amount of media the club have done or content around him. For making 200 appearances, it almost feels a bit strange. It's odd, yeah. so I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they announce he's, he's signed a new contract in the in the next few months. That quote, although that quote, but um, he said like, obviously, I love the club. I'm going to come back and watch us when we retire. You don't know what happens in football. I love the quote, but it did kind of it did kind of come across to me like he knows he's going to move on. I don't, know, I don't know if what you... Well, you saw it as more of a, a good buy. It's more of a... Obviously, we don't know what's going to happen in football, but whatever happens, I would come back and watch Wolves to retire. It's kind of like... It was the bit where he said, you never know what will happen in football. That makes you think he knows in a few years he'll be gone. He yeah, will, won't he? You don't, he you don't know, do you? I mean, well, yeah. large should go in the summer. He's only got... Mm. I think he only got a two-year deal. He could be gone in the summer. Yeah. Someone, someone might come in and buy him out of his contract. And you know what? He, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if someone did. Like, someone big came in. Because he could go to, I don't know, a bigger club, and a, you know, we'll guarantee you can spend hundred million this window. He, he might, he might, Newcastle. He might. <laughs> he, he might. I, no, I think I the thing that would keep him would be the Mendes connection, because obviously he's client Portuguese players. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. But I, I, I think even if you get Europa League, Neves stays. He could go and play in the Champions League quite comfortably, but. I, th- I think I think he was no, playing there at seventeen years old, wasn't he? You know, he's mm. he's been there and done yeah. 
I remember yeah. um, when we did a, an interview with Greg Alford, um, obviously not very fondly remembered at Wolves. He played in that game at Cardiff, you know, when the Ruddy made penalty save at the last yeah. minute. Yeah. And um, I think Jota was on the pitch that day, Costa Cavalero, and I said, is anyone who, who stood out? And he went, Neves. He said the kid, the kid was about 20 and he went, he's like, he's, he's on another level. He went, we couldn't get yeah. anywhere near the kid at 20. So The, the thing about Neves now, and I saw a tweet ages ago and it hadn't even crossed my mind. And every time he's mentioned it, I think of it is that why isn't he number seven? Because he's literally his name backwards, isn't it? <laughs> and it, it gets me every time. I think, why, <laughs> why is he number eight? He yeah, number I think following. it's purely positional, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, do, you know what, right. do you know what made me? Um, did you watch the Cody uh, 300 video as well? Yeah, he said, didn't he? After that Cardiff game, they all got on the bus and had a load of beers, obviously, because it was a huge yeah. result. Cody don't drink. What, what are that shock? Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of players don't. No, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose a lot of players aren't like, alcoholics, Harry. Yeah, <laughs> but it surprised me because uh, Cody seems like the type to me that would be the type to have like, a few beers after the game. I don't know why. I don't know if that's just uh, but that just shocked me. Yeah. Do you reckon Cody, if you did have a few beers after the game, do you reckon he put a video on Twitter on the train? Or... <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe Probably not, mate. Oh my God, I was so bad. I watched that back this morning. I was like, yeah. I can't believe it. I was like, I'm going to check and see if he's deleted it yet. And he hadn't. So, I, I didn't I, see it. I, I was promised to say that he'd, he'd sent me a message on Twitter today because normally it's just the account gets called. Isn't it? that bit, That's it, yeah. That bit, yeah. And then we go again for <laughs> Just get anxiety for like three days. That's it, yeah. Oh, yeah. Chris, anxiety. I get yeah. like that though. Like I've tweeted some shit when I'm pissed. Yeah. Like oh, I'm finally starting to realise it. Have you tweeted like... some shit when you're sober, man? Haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> on the words, words. The really only other thing I think, um... think about more sense than I'm pissed. <laughs> <laughs> the only other thing to mention we mentioned is obviously uh, England coming to Molyneux for two games, isn't it? And I want to be on closed doors, but that's exciting. Yeah. How do, do, is anyone going to go? Yeah, you can try and get tickets. <laughs> Can you get them, Drek and Matt? And it through club. I've never been to an England game, I haven't, so I uh, wouldn't even know how to get one. It'll probably be done through um, the England supporters group, won't it? So mm. it's done on. It'll be done on loyalty, I'd imagine. I've I've not got a previous history. I've, I went to the final Euros, but what that from UEFA? So yeah, I don't know. I, I, there's got to be an allocation from the club, though. There's got to be. Um, if I can get a ticket, I'll I'll, I'll go. But yeah, like, I'm going to be arsed if I don't go. So is it the first one that's behind? Is it because of racism yeah. or something? They've been punished, and so it's, it's behind closed um, Is it Hungary game? Ah, uh, right, yeah. So, I can't, uh, can't yeah. remember who playing. Yeah, it was, that's yeah. annoying though. But it's exciting, and it? I like it when they do that. Like I like it when yeah, they go to cool. grounds. I, I've always said I thought I think England's main. Like home stadium should be in the Midlands anyway, just for convenience. Sake. They should have but... built it in Burton while the training while the training going. That's where. Yeah, should... yeah. I love it when they do it because obviously they were they've been to um they was at Sunderland, weren't they? And they've been to like Leeds. And so I, I like it. Well, I, I, yeah. I hate Wembley. I, I hate the, the best, crowd. Get yeah. Matt, you need to stop going to yeah. fucking Wembley. You keep losing. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> FA Cup yeah. semi-final, finally Euros. Yeah, yeah. It's just like it's a ball like to get to most. Like obviously, most grounds in London are not not very really fun memories there. We, <laughs> we beat Spurs there, but I just I just can't stand it. And obviously, going to the Euros final was just I don't oh. sort of talk about it. I'm not. I mean, I'm not one of these like massively on, patriotic yeah. fellas, but I think we all get gripped when. The, the, t- the team when the tournament comes around yeah and when you spend mm. like the amount of money I spent on a ticket to go and see us almost perform like a Nuno side <laughs> shut the <laughs> shop that'll do 
it was, uh, it'll be fine. <laughs> it, it, it was tough. It was really tough. Oh God, yeah. I mean, Bayless and Jack went to the semi final. Yeah, final. Um, they paid how much did they pay? Like, wasn't it like two hundred fifty quid each or something? They just was like, we might not get this opportunity again. Let's go. It? But... Yeah, well, I, I gambled after the Germany game because you could still get tickets through UEFA for the final. And a couple yeah. of my mates had already bought the tickets and they'd spent a lot of money on it. And they were like, look, if we get there, we we get if we don't, we'll sell the ticket. And I was like, you're mad spending that kind of money on a ticket. Then after the Germany game, I was like, fuck it, I'm right. going to buy the bullet. And I bought a ticket yeah. for the final. And they... That they sold out as soon as I'd bought mine. I was like, yes. And I was <laughs> but on the day they were going for like three and a half grand on ticketing websites. Bloody hell. And I was people like, people oh. were sneaking in for free, weren't they? Remember, like people were just yeah, running yeah. in on the day. It all went Loads carnage, getting absolutely it? walloped getting into the ground. Yeah. Like, people were just laying them out for I, I think I paid, I think I paid you know, close to 800 quid for the ticket. Um, wow. which it's is for a game of football, isn't it? It's, it, it, it is. is, it is, and then when you break it down, like how much that costs per minute as well. Although, well. yeah, got your money's worth to be fair with extra that's time. literally yeah. like, <laughs> that's literally more than a wall season ticket, isn't it? When you put it in mm, like but that, it, that. the experience, even the experience itself, I didn't enjoy because it was full of it was full of knobheads. <laughs> uh, but it was, it'd be like you'd, you'd be walking through the Wembley Way and it'll be. Leeds and Man United kicking the fuck out of each other, oh, and like yeah. Scousers out in Manx, and any Italy fans who come past were getting like walloped with empty cans. It's just like, oh, no, do we have a reputation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, hopefully, Kilman and Cody start at Molyneux anyway. That's <laughs> probably won't even be in the squad. <laughs> no, <laughs> no yeah, that's the irony with it. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be nice to give Kilman a little run out, wouldn't it? Go yeah. on, Gaza, uh, Gaza, okay. yeah, Gaza. just just finally, just on um. On rearranged games, because we've had a couple rearranged, haven't we? And I know Jack is absolutely fuming because he'd already booked his ticket for the train. Um, Because it it was pretty late, wasn't it, to be fair, that they they changed the things around. I mean, you know, they need to start thinking about the fans a little bit more because, you know, historically, they just just haven't done that. Um, But, you know, that could be quite expensive, can't it, Matt? Yeah, and I, I, they're trying. Is it three weeks' notice they've given for the for the rearranged yeah. games? Yeah, yeah, it's it's it, it's not good, but you're never going to please all all the people all the time. I I mean, for me, it's I don't really have to book trains or anything. I don't live far from the ground or away games. You know, there's there's enough notice, so for me, it doesn't really affect me. So, but. I think if it did affect me, it really pissed me off. Yeah, it, it would. I'm good yeah, to get the Everton games been moved because I lo- I love. I love going up to Liverpool. Live close to there. I've got mates up there. So for me, it's, I'm normally going for the weekend. But fact, on a Sunday, mm. like, I don't really want to have to book Monday off work. It's going to be a bit of an anticlimax, but we'll beat them anyway. Cause that's shit. Yeah, Jack booked the train, didn't he? And he, he can't get a refund, can he? So no, he booked no, the train no. ready to go to Everton. It's three pm Sunday. Uh, Saturday, you can't get. You can't. I think it's probably not a, a, a discussion for the 77 Club Wolves podcast, but <laughs> if you book for the train or you can get a refund on the ticket. Uh, he, he sent us a screenshot, didn't he? And it just said you are un- uneligible for a refund. Uneligible. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, no, that's just off, the Spanish no, we can't get a refund if you're uneligible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Right, well, uh, let Harry uh, go and get some sleep because obviously uh, the game from yesterday is getting to his head. Uh, we'll say goodbye to Matt Cooper. Thank you, Matt. Thanks, lads. Been a pleasure. And it's a goodbye from Harry Mansell. Yeah, thank you for coming on, Matt. See you in a bit, everyone. And it's a goodbye from me. Goodbye. 
Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.